0: Break out the bubbly, or just get some good birthday cake if, if that'll do the trick. This is the 400th episode of the Y'all Show, and we've got one party planned here as we start a whole new week on the show that's all about the South with your your gracious host John Rawl here to celebrate our 400th episode and on today's show we're going to take a quick look here in a second on the headlines of the southeast coronavirus update ted cruz directly affected the senator from texas about the coronavirus we've got the latest on that front we also have the latest out of middle tennessee with the tornadoes that passed through that area last week a really sad update to tell you about from middle tennessee all that coming up on today's headlines later this hour we've got the southern business report coronavirus is in the world of business for sure and we'll give you the latest on that plus oil prices right now actually are going down and we've got the reason for that as part of our southern business report later this hour as we have our festive start of the week here on our 400th episode we're going to introduce you to a word you might have not heard of before: edutainment and edutainment expert rick revel is going to be joining me later this hour and we're going to have mr revel back on in hour two As he's a fellow that is a singer, a songwriter, an author, and just an all-around good guy. And he's going to be on here later this hour to tell you about his role as an edutainment expert. As he portrays people like George Washington and Davy Crockett and others, other key figures throughout history. And helps educate while singing and acting at the same time in support of telling the South about these people. And Rick Revel is going to be on later this hour. We'll learn more about him and then we'll find out in hour two about his new book that's out called in the hills of tennessee rick revel a two-part interview coming up on this 400th celebration of the y'all show we also have at the start of hour two a look back at the weekend and sports a couple of small southern schools have punched their march madness ticket way to go winthrop eagles way to go belmont rebel bruins way to go i think there was one other team I've got it in front of me. We've got a team that's going to be trying to punch its ticket from the Southern Conference this evening. We'll tell you about all of that, plus a couple of women's basketball teams, won tournaments this weekend from the SEC, also the ACC. The Big 12 didn't crown a champion this weekend. Well, not really, because their tournament's not until this weekend in Oklahoma City but it was a big day in Big 12 women's basketball. Baylor goes down for the first time in 58 regular season Big 12 games. More information about that coming up in our weekend sports review plus we've got the latest from NASCAR the winner from Phoenix as well as what happened on the golf course there at Arnold Palmer's tournament in Bay Hill. All that coming up in our weekend sports review plus in addition to that we've got that Revel interview part two with Rick Revel that is and we wrap up today's show in celebration of our 400th y'all episode with our friend jerry short the Takapola storyteller and we're going to have fun with jerry he was not only on this 400th episode he's been on hundreds it seems like hundreds almost 100 episodes of the y'all show we're going to go back to that first episode of june 2018 and play a portion of that and get kind of an update to that first jerry short Takapola storyteller interview here on the y'all show and you're going to enjoy hearing that i'm sure all that coming up here on today's y'all show 803-816-1170 is how you can connect to us anytime you feel like it 24 7 that number is available to call or text 803-816-1170 our website address is y'all.com y-a-l-l.com and on facebook you can find us y'all.com search for us there and you'll be updated each and every day with the show that really is all about the south this is the y'all show and first let me tell you as we begin this 400th episode thank you or should i say thank y'all for being a part of our show for these almost two years of broadcasting but now 400 episodes strong throughout the almost two years of the shelf life of y'all and we're growing we're getting bigger and better we've got y'all tv available at y'all.com or on our youtube channel y'all show on youtube check that out subscribe and and just make this show get even better. That's, that's what our goal is. And we need y'all to help us make y'all even bigger and better going forward as we get ready. Hopefully soon to have 500 episodes and 600 and 700, 800. And hopefully one day soon we'll have a thousand episodes in our, in our background. So we're looking forward to that. Thank you again for being part of the y'all show let's go into the headlines across the southeast as far as the coronavirus update news out of the weekend and we know now that two floridians have died from the coronavirus as two people who tested positive for that have now died the first deaths on the east coast attributed to the outbreak of coronavirus. A spokesperson for Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida's office, confirmed the deaths, writing the individuals were in their 70s and had traveled overseas. The spokesperson did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment over the weekend. After these two Floridians have passed away, this raises the U.S. death toll from the coronavirus strain up to 16, 13 of which are from the state of Washington, and one death, in california one of the deaths in florida was that of a man with underlying health issues in the florida panhandle in santa rosa county according to this statement the statement said that the man had traveled internationally maybe to egypt or israel recently and came back with signs of coronavirus the second death was from a person in lee county where fort myers florida is and a one i think was a 65 year old and the other was a 75 year old both men who had died in Florida from this past weekend. So our first deaths here in the Southeast after we've seen several states add to the list, unfortunately, people who've come down with this coronavirus. I know Georgia, North Carolina, you also have Texas, and I just saw where on Sunday it was confirmed a coronavirus case in Middle, well, we already had one in Williamson County in Middle Tennessee, but Shelby County in Memphis had a confirmed coronavirus case on Sunday and I'm sure unfortunately this is gonna keep growing and you'll see more and more cases. But hopefully we're being proactive and gonna make this thing go away as quickly as as we possibly can. Now speaking of trying to make it go away and how to contain this thing, some people are quarantining. We've got some information on a very famous Southerner quarantine, a self quarantine coming for that person. I'll tell you about that, but let me first tell you about that person's home state of texas as it was just announced over the weekend that the very popular south by southwest festival has now been canceled for this year as the city of austin canceled this very popular music festival which drew hundreds of thousands of visitors and some of the biggest stars from hollywood and throughout music to austin as this thing was set to take place march 13th through the 22nd but the mayor steve adler of austin announced a local disaster friday afternoon as a precaution because of the rapidly spreading coronavirus and that's going to directly impact south by southwest which they'd already had a couple of big sponsors kind of back out of this thing here in a couple days when it was set to start so not completely a surprise But this order by the mayor of Austin, Texas, banned festival gatherings that would attract people from other areas where COVID-19 had been found. And although no one in Austin, Texas, has been found to have the virus, the people there being very extra careful to make sure that it doesn't spread to the capital of Texas or any other portion of texas if they can help it south by southwest it started back in 1987 as a little showcase for up-and-coming bands and now again it draws hundreds of thousands of people from around the country to this event each year in austin and a lot of people had hoped that it would keep going on but unfortunately as a proactive and probably a very cautious maneuver they are not going to have it this year the festival drew 73,000 attendees last year nineteen thousand which came from outside the country. So I I guess over the stretch of a couple of days these people repeat and that's why you have hundreds of people in attendance. But at least seventy three thousand individuals making their way to the twenty nineteen event. Twenty twenty probably would have had that much or more, unfortunately South by Southwest canceled. Now the senator representing this great state of Texas and the U.S. Senate Ted Cruz, he's now what he's calling self-quarantining himself after he had a brief interaction with a CPAC attendee who's now been tested positive for the coronavirus. Cruz said he does not meet the CDC criteria for self-quarantine, but he's doing so out of out of an abundance of caution after finding out that he briefly interacted with this person who's been confirmed to have the coronavirus. Now, this came from the CPAC event, which was the weekend before this past weekend, there at the Baltimore Harbor. No, it was it was the, what do they call that? The Washington Harbor, which is technically in Maryland, just downstream from the Potomac River, downstream from the nation's capital, right on the border of D.C. is where they had the big CPAC convention. And Ted Cruz, who says he, again, briefly interacted with this patient at this conference, is now self-quarantining. And I hate to hear it because I just happened to tune in this past weekend, courtesy of his YouTube channel. Ted Cruz has his on YouTube show, his own podcast, and I enjoyed watching that. I wonder if maybe one of his guests had something to do with that. In fact, one of his guests on there was a person from not, not from this country that he interviewed there, and that would be one of my favorite people in the world right now, Nigel Farage of the Brexit movement in Great Britain, and he was interviewing him as part of the CPAC week. Surely Nigel doesn't have the coronavirus and had brought it over from Great Britain but somebody Ted Cruz met up with must have had that, and he said that the brief conversation he had with this person was a, it was a brief conversation and a handshake was included. Hopefully he didn't get it. Hopefully others didn't have this thing, but we know this question was asked of the president over the weekend because President Trump also attended CPAC, and he seemed not too worried that perhaps he was near a person who had a confirmed case of coronavirus. The president is going to keep on trucking at least – That's what he says, as there are many, many concerns about this thing growing more and more rapid with its outbreak across the nation's capital and, of course, throughout this whole country and the whole world, to be quite honest with you. So that Ted Cruz, now the news is he's going to be self-quarantining. I don't know if the Senate is in session these days or not. There's a lot of people probably on Capitol Hill that are glad that he's self-quarantining and hopefully he's not sick, but they're just glad he's not coming in because they probably don't like (laughs) me that's the way washington dc works you know well sunday it was a day of worship in nashville tennessee and although a large portion of the north side of nashville and east nashville were hit heavy by the early tuesday morning tornado last week there were still people that gathered at places like the Mount Bethel Missionary Baptist Church as they worshiped there, although their church was in real ruin and and just kind of been big time devastated by this awful tornado, which now has been classified in at least in portions of it during its path as an F4 tornado. But people got together on Sunday morning to worship like they always do. But unfortunately there in Nashville and even in Putnam County where you have Cookville where they had 18 deaths there were people out worshiping in fact tennessee governor bill lee and his wife maria they sat in the front row of folding chairs shook hands with church members and bowed their heads in prayer at this church there in nashville mount bethel missionary baptist church so a very good gesture of the governor to show up and do that of course president trump came into middle tennessee on friday to see the damage and to meet victims and just try to build up the spirit Of This area that again 25 people killed last week in a tragic tragic tornado outbreak on Tuesday of last week now an update and another victim here this time a canine has died as a result of last week's tornado as pastor Darren Crockett's family they were survived they survived that early tornado on Tuesday of last week in Cookville where a lot of people there in that same town died 18 to be exact The Southern Baptist pastor recalls praying to God that the family's dog, Doc, would stop barking, but now he says he's glad his prayer was not answered, because this dog's barking alerted the people to kind of notice what was going on. As Crockett said, his phone was buzzing, and he saw a storm alert warning, all this again at like 2 in the morning, so you could understand why the dog was barking, and the storm alert warning came to this pastor and his family, and he immediately got his wife and three daughters into the laundry room downstairs. Just before the storm came through. And guess what? Because of that, he said the only thing that saved the family from being crushed was by a two by four that fell across the washer and dryer. It saved their life, and they were able to survive the storm. Unfortunately, their great dog, Doc, died after helping save the family from this tornado that came through Cookville last week. As the pastor said, that the dog, Doc, will go down as a hero, and we'll celebrate him and talk about him for a long time. Way to go, Doc. Rest in peace, fella, with a great job there. I can't make out the breed of this dog. looks like maybe some type of collie lab combination, something like that, but a beautiful white dog who's entered doggy heaven, but in the process saved several lives there in Cookville, Tennessee. Now, a hero from Uojima, as this right now, this month, we're celebrating the 75th anniversary of that dramatic World War II battle there in the Pacific where the Marines went ashore, a bloodbath there, ultimately the flag raised over Mount Suribachi, and a victory ultimately after thousands of Marines lost their lives in that battle. But how about this story coming from Norfolk, Virginia from the weekend? A 96-year-old hero from the Battle of Jima has now had a Navy warship named in his honor as he's the last surviving Medal of Honor recipient from the battle of uojima in 1945 on saturday in norfolk the uss herschel woody williams was commissioned and named after this west virginia native who was there in attendance at this the uss williams is an expeditionary sea based ship that was built and launched in 2017 and with its commissioning the vessel's designation changed it from a support ship to a warship and command transferred the military's sea lift command and it transferred to the naval surface force Atlantic. The Senator of West Virginia, Joe Manchin, was on hand to deliver an address there. As he said, West Virginia strong through and through. Again, in honor of this great West Virginian who served in our military during World War II and became a Medal of Honor winner. And at 96 years old, he sees this warship named in his honor. Congratulations and fair winds and following seas to the USS Herschel Woody Williams, the latest fleet, the latest installation into our great sea fleet now virginia speaking of norfolk will go to richmond now to the state capital of the commonwealth and as we know democrats have taken over all houses of government including the governor's mansion in the state of our commonwealth of richmond and commonwealth of virginia in the capital of richmond these days and they are putting their stamp rather quickly in only the couple months they've been in charge on virginia in terms of the laws As they wrapped up their session Sunday and they advanced the South strictest gun laws during their time, they have the broadest LGBTQ protections and some of the loosest abortion restrictions as part of their governance there. And Democrats, they had not had full control of the legislature for more than 20 years. And now, because of a very left-leaning Democratic Party these days, they've come in and done a lot of change there. A lot of people would say a lot of damage One Republican senator, state senator, Steve Newman, he said that I think it's been a fairly devastating year for people that are in rural Virginia, and it's not just the high-profile items. It's just how deep, far-left they've reached into the code of Virginia, that statement from a Republican, and it's just been devastating for this guy and Republicans in Virginia to see this extremely left agenda that's happened there in the state of Virginia. And I only bring this up because Virginia has of course voted for president obama nonstop, and they voted for hillary clinton the only southern state outside of maryland that voted for clinton in 2016 and now from a state legislative standpoint it's extremely liberal at least right now but the way things happen in government as you often know things can that pendulum can swing right back in a different direction and it could be a lot of republicans who might win the next time they go to the polls in the commonwealth Of Virginia now, one of the bills that lawmakers passed in Virginia is going to allow Confederate monument removals to be determined on a local level because it's been a state decision going forward. And right now, a lot of Confederate monuments could even be removed rather quickly as the Senate and the House of Virginia pass measures that are going to undo an existing state law that is currently in, in force to protect the monuments. The legislation now goes to Governor Ralph Northam, who's already said he's going to support doing this. So you may see the Robert E. Lee statue there in Charlottesville, which was the centerpiece of that 2017 riot, if you want to call it that. Just deadly protest in Charlottesville, Virginia. And now, if this goes to the local level to be decided, you may see that get removed. The question is, what are they going to do with it? What are they going to do with it? Hey, where did New Orleans, what did they do with their statues? They're in warehouses. They're put to the back and forgotten about and that should not be the case in my humble opinion how about nancy pelosi we don't often see her come to the deep south but in fact the u.s house speaker was in the south over the weekend as she visited the 16th street baptist church that's in birmingham over the weekend i think she was also part of the selma bloody sunday march on sunday now of course a lot of people were in selma alabama the weekend before and marched there But Nancy Pelosi found her way to Alabama this weekend. About 40 members of Congress came to a trip for in a trip to Birmingham and Selma to see the civil rights sites. Representative John Lewis of Atlanta, who was beaten by Alabama state troopers during that bloody Sunday march of in Selma back in 1965, he spoke to the delegation on Friday. He's been undergoing treatment for cancer. I don't know if he was there this weekend. He was there last weekend, by the way. John Lewis. So, uh Nancy Pelosi in Alabama over the weekend again something you don't see every day from the the representative from the state of California. Now to Montgomery, the state capital of Alabama, lawmakers might lift a decades-old ban on yoga in public schools, but the bill it actually would still keep the greeting namaste on the forbidden list. You can't say namaste. The bill by Representative Jeremy Gray, a legislator on the Democratic side who's from Opelika. He is on the proposed debate agenda this item in the Alabama House of Representatives. The bill says that local school systems can decide if they want to teach yoga poses and stretches. However, the moves and exercises taught to students must have exclusively English names according to the legislation, and it would also prohibit the use of chanting mantras and teaching the greeting namaste. Yoga coming to your local public school in Alabama, perhaps, if this moves on to the Governor Ivy's desk. Now to Memphis and this is a story we don't tell you a lot about Nazis real Nazis in the South. As the government said on the end of last week, they're going to deport a 94-year-old ex-Nazi who's a German who'd been living in the Mid-South for decades, and they're going to export Friedrich Karl Berger, uh, that judge ordered at the end of February, that after a two-day trial in Memphis, that he will be removed. We're not sure when. He's been living in Tennessee for a long time. He's got 30 days to appeal the ruling. The government says Berger was an armed guard at a concentration camp near meppen germany at the close of world war ii back in 1945 and he's acknowledged that he never requested a transfer from the concentration camp guard service and he actually still gets a pension from germany he says that he wasn't an armed guard it evidently is apparent that he was an armed guard there at a concentration camp and this 94 year old expected to be deported back to germany for his role as part of a nazi concentration camp guard in world war ii and been living in the mid-south for many many years and finally as we wrap up our headlines to nashville we go and the nra had been publicizing a plan to hold a fundraising dinner at the country music hall of fame and museum there in nashville where they were going to auction off firearms and a lot of country music artists had distanced themselves from the gun rights organization and because of this guess what the country music hall of fame says that this plan to have an auction there at april 17th was the date that's not going to take place after the nra's relationship with country artists and other music organizations fractured in recent years after mass shootings like that terrible country music festival in las vegas in 2017 and now the nra which is holding its annual convention in downtown nashville in mid-april they are going to have to find another place according to this article out this week because the country Music hall of fame does not want them there having a gun auction at this great spot in downtown nashville we've got some business headlines to get to after this media timeout. <laughs> sounds like i'm in the middle of a ball game doesn't it this is the middle of our 400th episode we've got southern business headlines coming up next and rick revel a edutainment expert is going to be our very special guest at the end of this hour you don't want to miss that conversation all that to come on the y'all show
1: Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping? Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply.
4: Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com.
5: It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go
0: Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show
5: Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high baby you the apple of my eye got my paycheck in my pocket some gas in the tank
0: we're back on the y'all show and as we start our business section of this 400th episode of the show that's all about the south we're going to start it with those nashville and middle tennessee tornadoes still on our mind but more from a business standpoint the early tuesday last week tornadoes that struck nashville and also went on to putnam county where cookville is and caused 25 deaths in the volunteer state that was the largest natural disaster in the area since the 2010 flooding that happened in nashville cumberland river really just rose above its banks and caused such a a terrible scene there more than 400 commercial structures were damaged or destroyed in nashville alone last week and since that 2010 flooding, by the way, Music City's population has grown 160 percent. And the state has seen an increase of a half million jobs in these last 10 years since that flooding. Now, some businesses and workers impacted by the natural disaster have been provided temporary office space and employment. That's great news again. But 400 commercial structures damage and a heavy, heavy, heavy hit on Nashville and Middle Tennessee last week from the storm that passed through now the other problem we got going on in the south right now this coronavirus and right now there's an order that just came out from the state department don't travel via cruise ship now over the weekend i saw vice president pence had flown down to the miami area maybe fort lauderdale and he had a meeting with other cruise ship industry officials but the U.S. Department of State has issued a warning to U.S. citizens advising against cruise ship travel because of concerns of COVID-19 as they advise that you should not travel by cruise ship. The CDC notes increased risk of infection of COVID-19 in a cruise ship environment. In order to curb the spread of COVID-19, many countries have implemented strict screening procedures that have denied port entry rights to ships and prevented passengers from disembarking. So that a very special alert if you've got a cruise planned or you're planning on traveling somewhere i just had a buddy get on a cruise ship i think on friday and although not going very far in the bahamas i think is where he was over the weekend he may not be able to get off this darn cruise ship for a while there so sorry for you there old tim hope for the best there for you of course i'm not a big cruise ship fan anyway having been on one trip and it was not the best of times for me maybe i was on the wrong cruise ship Now, one other thing going on right now of note is oil prices. Oil has plummeted 30% as OPEC's deal has failed, and it sparked a price war as, yes, early trading on OPEC's failure to strike a deal with its allies regarding production cuts caused Saudi Arabia to slash its prices as it reportedly gets set to ramp up production, leading to fears of an all-out price war. I think that's good news for us right here in this country, is it not? Yes, as the crude price dropped twenty seven percent to thirty dollars per barrel, the lowest level since February twenty sixteen. And it's on pace for the worst day since the January nineteen ninety one Gulf War start, I think. And again, I've seen prices around a dollar ninety five in some places in the South, a dollar ninety, and people are excited about that. Again, a lot of our petroleum now is coming from domestic options and that's always a great thing. And if you got a little cheap gas to buy these days in your neighborhood, you might want to make your way to Savannah, Georgia because this weekend they're getting ready for the huge St. Patrick's Day celebration there, parade and more. As Savannah, Georgia has been celebrating St. Patrick's Day with a parade for almost 200 years. This year marks the 196th year that everybody there in Chatham County, Georgia gets together and has a great time. And actually, this parade will not be on. A, it won't be on a Saturday or Sunday. It's going to be actually on Saint Patrick's Day, which that of course is March seventeenth this year. Saint Patrick's Day is on a Tuesday, so we're talking next Tuesday specifically. It's like a national holiday all around Savannah, as organizers they're going to dump green dye into the wrought iron fountain at Forsyth Park, and it'll be a huge time in Savannah, Georgia. This year of course again it falls on a Tuesday and it will be the event in Savannah preceded by the St. Patrick's Festival this coming weekend and you'll have tens of thousands of people come into Savannah and really pump up the local economy and that's fantastic news if you've ever had a chance to go to Savannah Georgia this is the weekend and even into Tuesday of next week to try to make your plans to that lovely spot of coastal Georgia. And that wraps up our Southern Business Report here on the Y'all Show 400th episode. When we come back, we got a good Southern businessman, a good entrepreneur that's going to be on with us, Rick Revel. He is an edutainment expert, and he's going to tell us how he portrays George Washington, Davy Crockett, and other great figures in American history and how he takes those characters and adapts them with song and songwriting and also he's an actor and he's going to be my very special guest he and i go back almost 20 years as friends and he's going to be on with me right here on the y'all show you don't want to miss rick revel that interview is coming up next
1: asthma symptoms can attack anywhere like on a city street
2: Hey, I'm going to just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the Purple Mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply
0: and this is the y'all show talk with a southern accent john rawl here as we begin another week talking about the south and we've got a very special guest that we're going to have on not only this segment of the y'all show but he's going to stick around and we'll have him back In the second hour of the program, and our next guest is certainly not a newcomer to me. He and I go back nearly 20 years. Welcome into the y'all show, a actor, a singer, and just a great Southerner, Rick Revel. Hello, hey brother, how you? Good to see you again. Good to see you. It's been a long time. It it has been a long time, Uh Rick. (laughs) We're going to learn more about his very colorful background. Hmm from working with the coal miner's daughter yes. to what you've done in schools throughout the year. And then I think I don't think I mentioned Rick's an author and has got the In the Hills of Tennessee that he's going to talk about and great music as well. And you and I go back to around 2002. Yes. I was filming a documentary called Rebel Forest about General Nathan Bedford Forrest. And you and I worked together on that, and that yeah. was a great time. Rick provided the theme song for that show, Ride with the Devil. And, yes. And that documentary yes. that I was able to direct was in a couple of different film festivals, Knoxville, Tennessee, wow. Memphis, Tennessee, Oxford, Mississippi, and I really appreciate everything yeah. you did. We, we had a lot Glad of people see that, and that's available on YouTube. You can search for Rebel Forest. Go to the website, rebelforest.com. In fact, while I'm sitting here bragging about it, yeah. while do we uh, let Everybody, people see a little bit of yeah. some of the footage there, and also, you, uh, you might not be able to hear it, but this music there, the theme song ride with the devil as mm-hmm. we had a, a great great presentation of that with all the reenactors and, and your theme song there was a big part of rebel far so how in the world did you kind of you do music but you do music and acting too more from a historic standpoint
6: when i, when I first started out john it was kind of one of those things that uh you know i wanted to always be on the Grand Ole Opry and do it the conventional country music route and but my dad and my uncle and uh, different ones in the family, they admired a an artist called Johnny Horton. And, of course, Johnny Horton got his stonk, uh, start doing honky-tonk music. But somewhere along the way, he started doing historical ballads, like the Battle, Battle of New Orleans and things like that. And, and Johnny Ribb. Johnny Rip. which was written by Merle Kilgore, which oh. was Hank Jr.'s former manager.
1: Paris,
0: Tennessee?
6: Paris, Tennessee. So... But, and he was a next-door neighbor at one time, so <laughs> it was kind of cool. I went to visit um, Merle one day, and, and he told me the dilemma with the Johnny Reb song. We were already getting into PC times, and, and so uh, he said that Warner Brothers had pulled, pulled the record, that uh, the album that uh, Hank had, uh, he had put out, Johnny Reb, and they actually pulled the album because it had that song on it. So they took it out of, out of production and wouldn't sell it anymore, which really made Merle mad. And he said "Some," He said, Hoss, would you cut that song for me? And I said, sure. So what, I said, what
0: year are we talking about when there was a problem?
6: Oh, Lord, we're looking back in the, the uh, late 1990s going into the 2000s. So you're looking back that far that Warner Brothers had already pulled his album because it had Johnny Ribb on it. One song. One song. Pulled the whole album because it had that one song on it. So you're looking back late 1990, might have been 2000, 2001, somewhere in that period. Pull that rascal. Because when I cut um, Ride With The Devil, I cut uh, Johnny Reb near that same time. So, okay. so it was close to that same time same and time period. Johnny Reb, I mentioned that song because it really was one of, I would say, the top five songs in Johnny Horton's discography. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And it was, and, and, and just about everybody where I go traveling across the country now know that when I mention Johnny Horton that's one of the songs they'll say Sink the Bismarck Johnny ribb and Battle of New Orleans that's a three that they most people can name that Johnny Horton used to sing so um it's one of his most popular songs
0: well you have not only the ability to talk about the Civil War but also Revolutionary War mm-hmm. and again Rick Revel is our guest he's not only a singer but you also do acting and more and I think you kind of helped get into this
6: genre, <laughs>
0: working with the coal miner's daughter, Loretta yes, Lynn.
6: Yes, I did. I started out uh, as her entertainment manager there at Loretta Lynn's Dude Ranch, and I was there about three years. And from that, uh, as an entertainment manager, she said, what type of entertainment can you add to our...
0: Uh, she didn't say it like that. Give
6: me a Loretta well, voice. Honey. <laughs> well, after she fixed me a ham sandwich at her house, honestly, she said, honey, he said... What can you do to spice things up? She'd already seen my campfire show and she loved it, but she said, you have a free reign, add other things to it. And so I did. I started doing the old West gunfights and while Bill Hickok happened to be one, be one of the characters that I picked out to, uh, to recreate and started doing that. And, uh, it was one of the first characters I ever did portray was Hickok. But then my daughter came home after, um, years passed from that event. And, uh, my daughter came home from, uh, brought her fifth grade homework for Daddy to kind of help her with, and it was supposed to be about history. And so I sit down and I look at what was supposed to be her history lesson, and I go, This is not the full story. This is abbreviated. And it was about George Washington. Then I looked at the section on the Civil War, and it was very abbreviated. So I kind of, it was a put up and shut up moment. And I mentioned Merle Kilgore earlier. When I sit down and visited with him, I told him I was wanting to do a whole new genre, and, cre- and I was kind of creating... Did you creative. call my name John Rawl? <laughs> John Rawl. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of funny about trying to uh, do a new genre. He said, what will you call it? And I said, well, it's a cross between education and entertainment. Mm. So I called it edutainment. Oh. And so he, he laughed, and he said, Hoss, you're onto something there. He said, it's better to be a... A, a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. That was his very words. And I thought it was pretty cool. And then he's just a regular old Mr. History Archie. And I said, <laughs> well, I've never thought about that. And so those two things started to stick. And uh, not that I know everything about history, but I think it was my passion for history. So after that, I began to really focus on it. Uh started uh, developing a show around George Washington and David Crockett and And started doing schools across the state of Tennessee and Kentucky, Missouri, and different places, and it began to catch on. And so from that, my interest in American history continued to grow, and I wound up um, meeting a gentleman called Tom McKinney. We'll talk about more of that later, but he's the one that got me involved in writing books. So that's how everything began to evolve and blossom, um, the acting part. It actually uh, helped me to get a part in a movie with Robert Redford called A Walk in the Woods. And it was because of they wanted a Civil War scene in their movie that winds up falling on the edit floor and never made it. But I got a chance to be in a movie with Robert Redford called A Walk in the Woods, him and Nick Nolte. So it's amazing what your little history journey will take you on sometimes.
0: This is The Y'all Show with John Rawl, and Rick Revel is our very special guest. You can find this interview and so much more at y'all.com, The Ultimate Guide to the South. And Rick, as I said at the start of this interview, he and I go back nearly 20 years and has done a wonderful job portraying these characters throughout history. We're going to talk a little bit more detail in Hour 2 about this specific book called In the Hills of Tennessee. Rick, great job. Thank you. I mean, you talk about a Renaissance man, author, singer, actor, (laughs) and just a great Southerner. And we're going to continue our discussion again in hour two. But going back, Rick, with you, as far as your singing style, when did you kind of first realize
6: that the singing of historic figures, there's a need for that? I think that actually did begin more into the 1990s, mid-1990s, once my children got into school, and I began to develop this whole new edutainment genre, as I call it. Um... I had been doing country music straight on, uh, you know, we'd mentioned the album earlier, most everything I had done uh, in Nashville was pretty much straight country music. But when I got into, involved in doing these ballads, um, I kind of adopted the Johnny Horton philosophy of taking a history I- item, uh, an idea, and actually turning it into something fairly commercial. So not only will it entertain somebody and tickle their ear, Mm -hmm. but they'll be learning something at the same time. And, you know, um, when you had your Y'all magazine, you allowed me to, uh, you did an article on me there. And it was amazing some of the people in in Y'all magazine, when they responded back, they were saying, there's a need for this. And that's the thing I discovered. There's a huge need for somebody to tell our country's story because it's being overlooked. It's not... Being taught in our schools, we may kid ourselves and fool ourselves to think that it is. But history, American history as we know it, is not being taught in our schools today.
0: And that's one thing, Rick, that you actually did go into schools yes. and teach, and you got resistance. Yes, Therefore, it you're hardly doing that at all anymore.
6: Yeah, and, and because they call it a monopoly, because it became so popular. And I was booking schools, I had five different characters that I did, and I was booking schools uh, five years in a row, and then that same school won me that sixth year, and I just start rotating the characters all over again because there was an overturn in students and uh, began to do that, and the uh, the people at the state of Tennessee over the arts council said it was monopoly, and I said, No, you monopolize somebody by forcing them to do it, or by buying them up or forcing them to do this particular situation this was the choice of the school officials the local principal those people that said i want you back at my school but the uh arts council come out and said i cannot do shows two years in a row they made that ruling if i did a school this year next year i can't do that show again i can't do that school again i have to skip a year then i complied with that and uh still was booking several shows and then they said All right, we're gonna get real smart. We're gonna deny the money. So they started denying the money and telling the schools there was no funding for my show. But they could get funding for the clown that does the balloon art, (laughs) or the magician. But they couldn't get George Washington or David Crockett. What were the characters?
0: The characters you did and still do.
6: Um, Meriwether Lewis is one of my. Favorites, but George Washington, all time favorite. Lewis of uh, Lewis and Clark. Of fame. Lewis and Clark, so I talk about the Lewis and Clark expedition. Who died
0: in Middle Tennessee, but Meriwether and was I think murdered in Middle Tennessee, right?
6: I say murdered. Some say suicide. But how do you commit suicide with a single shot pistol and load it twice and shoot yourself twice with it? You just don't do that. But they say suicide. The official is supposed to be suicide, but I think he was robbed and murdered. And that was in Hohenwald, Tennessee, near there. Yes, and on part of the Natchez Trace State Park. Where was State he park. from? Um, you got me on where he was not from, right. not Tennessee, but see, he was coming back from Louisiana. On the he was, he, he was the governor uh, of that territory at the time and he was coming back to Louisiana. So that's where he was living at the time. Okay. And so he's born in, in the colonies early on, but he kind of migrates around the country. And because of his popularity, he's, he's assigned to be the governor of the Lu, Louisiana territory. And so he's on his way back from that, and had three hundred dollars in his belt, and uh, the money was missing, and so that was my theory that he was not, it was not suicide. You don't think a woman had something to do? With I you never know, you never know. But there was a, there was a woman there actually present that told the story. And said it. She it was suicide. So they uh, they took. Of course she said that. Because we don't have you know we don't.
0: There was no corners back then. Yeah, darn Meriwether Lewis, I'll tell you. Yeah. So he's one of your characters. You said
6: George Washington. George Washington to do David Crockett, uh, Hickok, and I used to do. Uh, uh, Who Hickok? Wild Bill Hickok. Oh well, okay. Wild Bill, and then I did uh, Captain Todd Carter from the Battle of Franklin, Tennessee. Okay. And he was a uh, war correspondent. He was uh, known as the Mint Julep and I uh, did a series of articles on him for the Civil War Courier magazine, developed that into a book, it was one of my first books, and, um, but I thought he'd be a, a very interesting character, long story short. He leaves uh, in um, May of 61, he musters into the Army, leaves with the Army of Tennessee, is gone, as the story goes, the entire time until the Army of Tennessee is back at Franklin, Tennessee uh, November 30th, 1864 for the Battle of Franklin. So he literally is gone the whole time comes back and he's at his home when the battle of franklin is fought and killed True, in his back door yeah truly on his home property killed right within 100 yards of the back door of his home and Dog. it's called i thought you know follow me boys i'm going home and that's supposedly the last thing they heard him say follow me boys i'm going home mm-hmm. and he led the charge
0: unfortunate so
6: many lives lost in the war yes.
0: between the states and you do a wonderful job again accentuating various characters from both the eighteenth century, the nineteenth century, and Thank you. and more. Rick Rebel is our special guest here on today's Y'all show. We're not done with Rick. He's gonna come back on in hour two and we're gonna talk a little bit more about his new book yep. in the Hills of Tennessee. And if you want a true story of adventure and there's no way that could possibly be the case, then you need to know about Jack Henson who lived in the Land Between the Lakes area of Kentucky and Tennessee, and he almost kind of had his own war. I think the name of the book, One Man War, came out many years ago, and your book is a different take on that, and we're going to talk to Rick about that and learn a little bit more about his other project. Rick Revel coming back on in Hour 2, plus an Hour 2 on today's Y'all Show. We'll start it off with a look back at the weekend in sports, a little golf news, a little XFL news, and more. Plus, in hour two, Jerry Short is going to have his Takapola story time. All that coming up right here. You ever heard of Takapola? I just did. It's not a bad word. It's not a bad word. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I'm going to look it up. All that is coming up in hour two of this, the show that's all about the South.
1: This is y'all. Deep's coming. You know what
2: to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple Sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply.
0: 400 episode strong we are y'all talk with a southern accent john Rawl here and it is wonderful to have you as part of this 400th episode thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in on great radio stations thank you to our radio affiliates Thank you for all of you who catch us your podcast each and every day. We try our best. We try our darndest to bring you two hours of Southern greatness. And I, I think we're right on the right track for sure here on y'all. I hope we're on the right track on this 400th episode. We're going to take a quick look here at the weekend in sports. And then after this segment here, we're going to switch over, bring Rick Revel back on for part two of our conversation with this edutainment expert. And he's going to talk about his new book, The Hills of tennessee and rick revel that's coming up here in just a few minutes before the hour's up we're going to go to Takapola. jerry short's going to be on here on this 400th episode and we're going to rewind to our very first episode and jerry short was a part of episode number one and we'll let you hear a little bit of that episode our conversation with the Takapola storyteller And we'll also kind of update you what's going on in Jerry's world. It's all part of our Takapola Storyteller time with Jerry Shore coming up later this hour on y'all. Our number, 803-816-1170. You can call or text that anytime with questions, comments, feedback, criticism, praise. We'll take it all, y'all. Well, let's begin this hour with a look back at the weekend and sports. And all I can do right now is the, the old tomahawk chop. Congratulations to the Florida State men's basketball team, Coach Leonard Hamilton and Company, winning their first ACC regular season title over the weekend. They got the big win over Boston College, and thanks to them winning and teams like Louisville falling apart, the Knowles, they've got their first regular season title. What a great feat. Now, remember, the ACC, it's not the old ACC. They got 15 teams that play college basketball, and they've got dynasties north carolina duke the defending national champion virginia cavaliers and the football school florida state comes through with a regular season title what a great feat there by the venerable coach leonard hamilton and his crew there as he said we've coined our own phrase we're new bloods we're not going to catch up with the 80 years that were before us we're fighting for our spot and our position the hierarchy of the most respected programs in the history of college basketball it's important for us because we get a notch on our belt and we have to enjoy this but we think we're just getting started florida state way to go your acc regular season champions now Kansas picked up the Big 12 championship over the weekend regular season title and the weekend before the Kentucky Wildcats had already notched their championship belt as they won the SEC. Those are your 3 biggies out of the south here in the regular season. But what about March Madness? Now the the big boys all have tournaments starting here mid to end of the week into the weekend acc tournament will be in greensboro the nashville uh, the city of nashville welcomes in a much needed relief here this week from the tornadoes the sec tournament in downtown nashville at bridgestone arena this weekend The big 12 also getting together other tournaments have already happened we've got one even happening this evening featuring our southern uh, institutions in fact it's the southern conference that has its championship this evening in Asheville, north carolina but we got to go ahead and give Proper credit to the Winthrop Eagles out of the Big South Conference. They picked up a victory there in Rock Hill, South Carolina over the Hampton Pirates, and they go back to the Big Dance. And also out of the Missouri Valley Conference, these teams aren't in the South, but that conference does have at least one Southern representative. The Bradley Braves, they go to the Big Dance. Now, the South's own Liberty Flames got a victory over the Lipscomb Bison as the Flames won 73 57 in the A Sun Conference Championship and liberty moves on to the big dance also you had the ovc championship that was held on saturday evening and there you saw the belmont bruins get a victory a great win by the way i happen to see that live and a great little bounce pass there in the closing seconds they were able to get the layup and win over murray state in the ovc championship game in evansville indiana so ovc represented by the belmont rebel bruins Also, you had Utah State out of the Mountain West. They got the berth into the big dance over the weekend. On Monday evening, this evening, in Asheville, North Carolina, as I said, the Southern Conference has its championship game that will be on ESPN. And that's going to feature the team that was the best team by far. They've already got 29 wins to their credit this year. The ETSU Bucks, East Tennessee State, a wonderful job there in Johnson City, and they'll be playing for the big the the big title, the the Southern Conference title. The oldest tournament by the way, the oldest college basketball tournament I think in the entire country, I know in the South, is the SoCon's tournament. And ETSU with the chance to go to the big dance with a win here this evening. Their opponent, the upstart Walford Terriers. Now, Walford's been winning several of these tournament championships in the last five years or so. They've done so well, their coach last year got promoted, left Walford to go be the head coach at Virginia Tech. This year with a new coach, they've already got themselves into this conference championship game and they've been on a tear, although they entered the tournament, I think, ranked number maybe the sixth or seventh seed in the Southern Conference Tournament Championship. Now Walford with a chance to pull the upset. The question is, if Walford wins and gets the Southern Conference berth, does that mean ETSU with twenty nine wins, by the way, on the season, do they get lift out, left out? Is this a year where the Southern Conference can get two entries into the Big Dance? We will see we will see but as we know oftentimes our southern and no pun intended here our southern based conferences get the short end of the stick when compared to these yankee conferences for goodness sakes let's take a quick look at what happened with the latest weekend in college baseball florida won all of its games as they had a series against south florida they got the sweep there vanderbilt lost a game to the usc trojans and to ucla but they did come back and win over the weekend against tcu in a tournament held out in tinseltown Louisville was able to win their series and their ACC opener at Wake Forest. The Georgia Bulldogs swept the UMass Minutemen in a series this past weekend. Texas Tech played Rice, and the Red Raiders got a sweep over the Owls this past weekend. The Miami Hurricanes had their ACC opener against the Pitt Panthers, and the Canes ranked number seven in the country. They were able to sweep the Pitt Panthers in that one. NC State, which has been on a tear this year, they played virginia and they went up to uva to start the acc schedule and the nc state wolfpack lost that series winning one of two there in charlottesville the mississippi Landsharks had the princeton tigers out of the ivy league into swayze field and mississippi gets the win there mississippi 14 and one only one loss so far for mike bianco's team and i'll tell you also about duke the duke blue devils they're in the top 15 in college baseball and they got a series win against Florida State this weekend. Great job there, Duke Blue Devils. Now to NASCAR. Joey Logano held off Kevin Harvick to win the Phoenix Cup race at Phoenix Raceway this past weekend, as NASCAR slowly gets cranked up here with their news schedule. To golf this past weekend, the first Englishman to win the Arnold Palmer Classic there at Bay Hill Club and Lodge there, as Terrell Hatton won with a four-underscore just besting part-time virginia resident but australian native mark leishman got a one-stroke win over him the u.s's bryce bryson DeChambeau was one under and a couple of shots off the win there but congratulations to the english golfer hatton with the win there in the orlando area and now to xfl football as they just wrapped up the fifth weekend of that sport And on Saturday, the Seattle Dragons fell to the undefeated Houston Roughnecks 32-23. The New York Guardians prevailed over the Dallas Renegades 30-12. On Sunday, the D.C. Defenders, a great crowd on hand in the nation's capital, they got the win over the St. Louis Battlehawks. And then the nightcap on the weekend, the L.A. Wildcats were able to come back from being behind against the Tampa Bay Vipers. And the Cats, with a 41-34 victory there, in carson california and that wraps up the weekend in xfl football that wraps up the sports recap here of the weekend on today's y'all show after the break stay tuned we got part two of our interview with rick revel the edutainment expert he's going to tell us about his new book in the hills of tennessee and it has to do with a incredible and actually true story out of the civil war in the land between the lakes area of Kentucky and Tennessee. An amazing story. And Rick Revel is going to tell us about this book that he penned. And we also have later this hour, Jerry Short, as we celebrate this, the 400th episode of The Y'all Show. Hang on. All of that greatness
1: is coming your way. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street.
5: The day after the Battle of Shiloh, the rebels were falling back real slow. And Old William Tecumseh Sherman,
6: with three brigades of men, thought he might attack those rebels once again.
5: You know he wants to fight, and <laughs> he's about to get one.
3: <laughs> there's one man that stood in Sherman's way. He said, Yankee,
5: this just ain't your day.
3: Oh, Nathan Bettenford,
5: 300 by his side, said, boys, it's time to ride. Come
3: ride, ride with the day.
0: This is the Y'all Show. Welcome back in to the All Southern program. Jerry Short, the Taco- Polo Storyteller, is going to be coming up at the end of this hour. Make sure you stick around for old Jerry and what is on his mind these days. We've got a great storyteller, but this guy doesn't just make up stuff. He's got true history that he writes about, he sings about, and he even acts about it. Rick Revel is our very special guest on today's Y'all Show. And Rick's joining us right here on today's Y'all program. And we had him on in Hour One. If you missed that, make sure you go find our archives at y'all.com or go to YouTube and see that original interview from Hour One. But right now carrying on with Rick for another segment here on Y'all. And Rick is an actor, a singer, and author of In the Hills of
6: Tennessee. And when did you finish this book? Uh, This book came out uh, April of last year on the softcover pre pre-release, but officially it was released in July uh, 30th, right at August 1st of last year's when the hardcover came out. This is a, uh, it's kind of a different way to put out a, a book like this. Most uh, books considered historic fiction or something of this nature, usually they don't include a lot of illustrations, but we we included about a hundred different illustrations in the book. I wanted people not only... because. It's kind of... I wanted to write a a historically accurate book. But when Tom wrote the biography, Tom McKinney... The biography uh, of uh, Captain Jack Jack Henson. Jack Henson. It was uh, called One Man's War. And when he wrote the biography, it was one of those things to where it covered most everything in Jack's life. And as I began to do some research for a movie script, he asked me to do a movie script about his book. As I began to do that and, and like your video that we did, Ride Re- with the Devil. Rebel Forest. Rebel,
0: Rebel Forest. Forest. Dot com, and also you can watch it on YouTube. Just search Rebel Forest, a documentary about Nathan Bedford Forrest and Rick Revel and his yep. great song, Ride with the Devil, the mm-hmm. featured song in that project. Well, now, just, back to you.
6: Well, just like that, I had written a song about his book called The Ballad of Captain Jack, and I wanted to play it for him, so I found him at a, a reenactment. And uh, played it for him, and he fell in love with the song. And we began, uh, he said, You know, can I use that song to promote my book? And I said, Well, sure, you can use the song to promote your book. Just take me with you, and I'll sing the song live. So we started doing that and traveling some. Through that, I, uh, we talked about doing a movie script, because I said, Your book would make a great movie. So he challenged me to do a movie script, and I did so. And as you do a movie script, you create dialogue and the narrative. So as a creator of the dialogue, he kind of fell in love with that part of it. He said, you know, I may have brought Jack Henson to life, but you gave him a voice. And I said, well, hmm, this is interesting. I give this, uh, this character a voice. And he said, can you take this now and, and create a historic fiction novel? And so that's what I've done. I've taken and, and, and some of the things that Tom mentioned back to me as I told him things in the script, I found not only, he talks about in his book, the men that killed his sons. But he kept calling him that lieutenant, but he never did name them. And I asked him why he didn't. He said, well, I never found their names. But in my research for the movie script, I found who I think were the men that did it. So in my book, In the Hills of Tennessee, not only do I tell you about the men that killed the sons, but I actually named them because I found them in the historical records, the muster rolls of the unit they belonged to. Um, for those who don't know the story, in, in a nutshell... It's a fascinating story. I, and A guy like myself
0: who is an admirer of War Between the States, a.k.a. Civil War history, I've never heard of anything like Jack Henson until this one-man war came out many years
6: ago, and now your book is accentuating the Jack Henson story. Yeah, and and we, ex- we extend on it completely. Um, it, what's amazing about it, a man that tried to remain neutral... Uh, he tried his best to stay out of the war, although one of his sons did join the 14th Tennessee that winds up in Virginia with Robert E. Lee, Jack himself tries to remain neutral because he had, he had started, it was a Ragged to Riches story, he started out very poor and by the time the war starts he's 56 years old. And so he's kind of settled by now and he's kind of used to having some form of wealth. He wasn't rich, but he had accumulated some wealth. And so he didn't want to lose that because of the war. So he became very protective. But he got to know Gideon Pillow, a southern officer, a general for the southern army. He got to know Ulysses S. Grant. He got to know Grant. He got to know both of them because of him mingling and getting to know people. But what winds up happening, him trying to remain neutral, did not work. There was a group called the Irish Dragoons, which were part of the 5th Iowa Cavalry. They took a disliking for the family. Jack and this is something Tom didn't know in his in, in his research, I found where Jack actually owned a, a store called Henson's Grocer Shop there in in Dover, Tennessee, middle Tennessee area. and the Irish Dragoons wind up burning that store. and they burned this store during August of 62, which you'll find out in the book why it winds up getting burned. And what winds up happening, those two sons that ran the store, which remained as civilians, they didn't join either Army, they go home because the store has been burned. And while they're out on a squirrel hunt in the fall of 62, the Irish Dragoons, which already despises the Henson family, find these two boys squirrel hunting. The commander of the 5th Iowa Cavalry, Colonel William Lowe, had put out the order that if they found any bushwhackers, that they could actually on the spot kill the bushwhackers because they had this vendetta against the Hensons, Mm -hmm. they found the two boys with guns, squirrel hunting. They rode up with their sharps' carbines pointed at them, disarmed the boys, took them out, tied them to a tree, shot them, execution style. Then they took the bodies down, laid them across a stump, beheaded them, put their heads in a toe sack, tied the feet of the two headless bodies, drug them back to the courthouse at Dover, hung them upside down on an oak tree in front of the courthouse. Then they rode out, after leaving the bodies displayed, they ride out to Jack's house and post both of the heads on the gatepost of his picket fence. And so that's when Jack changed. His neutrality vanishes. And he goes and gets a special made rifle. And he takes after the men that killed his sons. And he ended up having, again, a one man war of which mm-hmm. he's supposed to have killed how many people? Well, on his, the notches or the kill dots on his rifle, there were 36, and that's the officers alone. About 130 total is roughly what I can find.
0: <laughs> and this is all true. This is not. This is
6: from one man, and he would go down to the Tennessee River from a bluff. Uh, it was one of the most infamous places, and from that bluff, he would fire down. At, it was a place called the uh, Towhead Chute, and because of the uh, direction the boats were traveling, they got into the, the current, which was working against the boat, it slowed it down. They were going against the current in a very na- narrow vent, uh, ventura, and so as they went through there, the boat almost come to a standstill, running wide open and almost come to a standstill, so Jack would get up on this bluff, and he would shoot down in there, and he would pick out off the officers, the captains of the boat. And so it's pretty incredible, but he not only did it that spot, he did it several spots along the Tennessee Cumberland River, both, all the way up through the uh, land between the lakes area. And again, your book, In the Hills
0: of Tennessee, yes, is out now covering this yep. story and a fantastic read. And I got to give you proper credit. This book is not skinny at all. It's about 400 pages. 418 pages? Well researched, well written. And it chronicles Captain
6: Jack Henson and the Land Between the Lakes area of and Kentucky, Tennessee. Can find it at rickrevel.com. Just simply go to rickrevel.com and that's where you can find the book on my website at rickrevel.com.
0: Rick, in addition to writing great books, you also are involved, as we said, with acting. Yep. And I found you on YouTube recently with something you did there along the Kentucky-Tennessee border. I believe it's Stewart County. You, yes. You've done some work with. What, what was that all about, speaking of the land between the lakes well, area? It's
6: kind of cool. When I uh, right, right after the book came out, I went to the uh, local Chamber of Commerce in Stewart County. I'm a member there in Stewart County, Tennessee, and uh, went to the county mayor, and I said, you know, you have such a beautiful area, and, and history thrives here. Why not do some uh, tourist videos to say this is what we have, so you can get people to come see your beauty uh, and the history that's, that's, uh, that beholds the county. And he said, that's a great idea. So we wound up, the very first one that we did was there at the old home place. And uh, what's neat about it, uh, a lot of the old buildings there uh, were there before um, they built the Kentucky Lake. So a lot of the, the home place is actually the old homestead that was there so a lot of it's a lot of old original buildings, and so we get a chance to uh, go there and uh, tell people about what they're going to see when they come to the home place. We also did one on Fort Donaldson and did two more about the county. And I'm portraying uh, David Crockett or the Tennessean and a couple of them. And I enjoy doing Crockett. He's one of my one of my great characters. He was he's he's funny. I love some of his humor. And but, this is
0: called the home place at Land Between the Lakes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can find that on YouTube. And again, you not only appear there in character, but you do a little singing. I believe. Yeah, I I played the
6: banjo. A song that uh, actually—that's piece of the song. One of the songs that uh, uh, that I've written called "In the Hills of Tennessee," which is another song I've written about uh, Jack Henson. And I sing that uh, "In the Hills of Tennessee" song on the front porch of that cabin right there. All right. Well, it looks like a
0: beautifully well-done production there in Stewart County, Tennessee, with. The scenery there. And again, if you don't know where this is, if you look at the map of Tennessee and Kentucky, this is in the western portion of Tennessee, but it's really technically middle Tennessee as it's on the east side of the Tennessee River, but sandwiched between the Tennessee and the Cumberland River as well. You'll find Stewart County and it borders the state of Kentucky, I guess, Fulton, no, not Fulton. Murray, Kentucky is not far. Not far from there. From right. there, and it's a lovely area with a lot of it looks like rustic cabins and stuff like that. And and this video, a great effort there by you to illustrate what's going on there in that part of Tennessee. And how much singing did you do in this particular production?
6: <laughs> uh, just the one song in on that particular piece. Actually, I play a, a couple of the banjo tracks in there, background music. I'm playing the banjo and some of the background tracks as i did in several of those of the four videos they uh for the stewart county tourism and the uh county mayor they've won an award they entered these into a tennessee contest and the state of tennessee and we actually won an award for did it you? so Again, it's pretty
0: cool the home place at land between the lakes there you are playing yeah. your your banjo <laughs> are you a pretty good banjo player
6: i just i, I bang on it I, I i do it uh i do it the old style i just uh do it more like they would have done it back in the 1800s. Uh, Five-string banjo today, how they play it in bluegrass style, is totally different than how it was played in the 1800s. So I try to do it more as if it was played like in the 1800s. So yeah, well. I'm more envious. the Stephen
0: Foster style. Ah, one. okay. Well, I'm, I'm envious of what you can do there on the banjo,
6: and I guess you're a pretty good guitar picker. I'm a guitar player. Yeah, I enjoy playing guitar, yeah. Yeah, And I play electric guitar, too. I do that. I do play a lot of contemporary Christian music also.
0: Do you really? Yeah, Again, Rick Revel, a man of so many talents, and he's a an author in the hills of Tennessee. Check it out. This is available at rickrevel.com.
6: Rickrevel.com. And uh, I think the book lady here has a few copies, so the book lady in Jackson has some. Okay. And we're supposed to at uh, Casey Jones Museum. They're going to start handling it sometime in the very near future what about amazon not yet we're working on that we are working on that
0: and you're already got other books in the can
6: yes got two more in the can so like i said a man who never (laughs) sleeps do you do you sleep uh well what's that
0: (laughs) (laughs) and like i said he's got the the acting thing as well we we've seen that there in that example of what you did there in stewart county and then what you do from a singing standpoint and Your CDs are also available at RickRebel.com. Yes, sir.
6: And uh, you you can actually go to Spotify. If you want to just listen to them or download from Spotify or your favorite uh, music platform, uh, it's on about uh, 15 different music platforms. So this album is out there, making it in America. If you'd like to hear some of my music, just go to Spotify or your favorite music platform, and there it is. Yeah, and as I
0: said, Rick Rebel's style is unique. He's doing something that's important right now history has been sent to the back of the classroom and often and never gets discussed and frankly right. the way I think it should be discussed and with your characters from Mary the Lewis to George Washington and some of your Civil War era figures as well you're doing an, an incredible job and we hope that that
6: continues Rick going forward can, can I say one thing you on may. the contemporary standpoint if, if we wonder why American history is important, let's take a snapshot of what has just happened for the past few weeks and months in this presidential election we're facing there's something called socialism that is being pushed (laughs) and i will tell you the reason for that is because we have not been teaching true american history in our classrooms we've been teaching abbreviated or totally revised versions of American history. We're not teaching true American history, and if you don't, if you think I'm not telling you the truth, we would have never been in the place we are in presently in our politics. I
0: can't prove this is true, but you can maybe prove what I was told the other day. I just literally got told this that there is a mindset, if not already, it's already being acted upon that history classes in certain school districts start after world war Two, have you heard that
6: they they first they were doing it after the civil war and now they, they keep uh setting up the time the, the chronological timetable even further to where they're not even getting a chance to find out anything about uh i, I would say you know world war Two is going to be something that they won't even study in the next few years they're trying to get it to where everything is being wiped totally from our uh the minds of the children so they're if, if if they don't know, if they're ignorant about the founding of our country, then they're just not going to know how to vote, and they can be swayed far more easily. So it's it's a systematic process that we're going through. And, Rick,
0: at your website, com, you have point of the contact information. If people yes. want to book you, if they want to talk to you, if they think what you're doing needs to be applied in their portion of the South, yes. you, you welcome that feedback. Yes,
6: I do, and I'd love to come speak to your Rotary, or any type of Civic Club, Lions Club, any Civic Clubs. I've spoken at many over the past year. Uh, I spoke two weekends ago at the local uh, Daughters of American Revolution. We did their program. We, I, I was George Washington, and I, I spoke on his birthday to the uh, Daughters of the American Revolution. And, and they now have uh, the uh, Children of the American Revolution, a new generation of program they're working with, to actually try to teach some of the young ones true american history and it's it's good to see organizations like the dar out there trying to do something positive for american history we need more of that we sure do
0: RickRevel.com is the website rick i really appreciate you coming on the y'all show and telling us a little bit more about what you've got going on within the hills of tennessee and the other great work all available yeah. you can see it at rick Com. We're going to go to break here on the Y'all Show with a blast from the past. Rick, a little ride with the devil. Can't thank you enough for coming on. Hey, don't go anywhere. Jerry Short, the other storyteller, the guy that actually makes up stuff from time to time, he's going to be on after the break here on the Y'all Show. You don't want to miss that as this is the program that's all about the South. This is Y'all. And again, thank you very much, Rick.
6: Good to be here. Come
5: Ride with the devil, for your sins, Yankee, you'll Come on, ride
1: with the devil. Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply.
0: closing down this 400th episode of the show that's all about the south and we bring on our resident storyteller on for the end of this monday edition jerry short is joining us now and jerry yes you heard it right this is our 400th episode and it was episode number one back on june 18th of 2018 that a fellow from Takapola made his first appearance here on the show that's all about the south how's that make you feel
5: that's a lot of stories and i'm surely i'm running out it seems like i got a few more i can tell you but uh as we said before some of them may not be uh arable
0: well (laughs) if you're gonna run out this would be a good time to kind of walk off and ride off into the sunset jerry i don't think you could Uh, i don't think you can walk off you might want to ride off
5: yeah i do have a problem walking these days but uh can't run either can I? no mm. <laughs> and, and can <laughs> I, barely ride and i'm a pretty good rider then <laughs> you know if i can stretch that leg out underneath that thing um underneath that uh, dash i can go mm. But uh everybody i know my age somebody said they saw a famous old miss basketball player with a walking cane the other day coming out of the hospital and then there's another uh well, Archie Manning's walking with a walking cane then, and uh, this other guy was Donnie Kessinger. They said they saw him with one. In. He uh, basketball and baseball played for the Sox forever. So and Cubs, White Sox and Coastal White Sox, and also the Cubs was his mainstay. Mm-hmm. But uh, he played both roles. I think one of the last, if not the last, I guess to play and coach huh
0: yeah last player manager i know in the american league and maybe all of major league baseball donnie yeah. kessinger check him out from forest city arkansas
5: he's a good one he like he liked to got me whipped by one of those uh tennessee boys one time Now uh, hmm. and uh he, he uh everybody up in knoxville tennessee i know remembers that good player from there they went on to dallas and played and uh his uh, name is hanging in the rafters over there, and D.D. Uh, Lewis. Hmm. And uh, he was being recruited by Mississippi State, and Donnie Kessner was playing for Ole Miss, and he dribbled out, and it was at Starville. And I'd been on a recruiting trip over there with State, and when Donnie Keshner dribbled and let Ole Miss out, I made one of the most horrible mistakes since the recruits and the coaching staff at Mississippi State was all sitting on a – upper deck of the uh coliseum not a coliseum at more of a quonset hut in 64 in starville at gymnasium but i jumped up like an idiot and hollered give them hey rebels and uh dd pulled my shirt collar and told me didn't i think i needed to sit down and shut up <laughs> and i had heard he had been a street fighter in knoxville and uh i said i looked at him twice and I as i think you're right i can only point when you can knock the heck out of me so that ended that uh deal i sat down and kept my mouth shut mm. Mm. well so, jerry, anyway jerry let's go about?
0: back maybe not as far back as 1964 but let's rewind to june 18th of 2018 that was our very first day of doing the y'all show and you were on that very first episode Oh, I've been
5: out nervous.
0: Well, I I don't know. You'll have to to evaluate (laughs) your performance here. Here's a little clip. Here's a little clip, and then we'll kind of follow the rest of the story after we play about a minute of this, again, from our very first episode as we celebrate 400 episodes of the Y'all Show. Here's Jerry, the Takapola storyteller.
5: John, I'm glad you got another show on it. Couldn't have picked a better name than (laughs) Y'all. I love Y'all. Yes. So, uh, as far as giving time to you all, I don't... Uh, I had a band director one time tell me I couldn't carry a tune in a paper bag. So I may be out of luck on Tom, and he's got some good stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, his nickname, if you're not familiar with Tom T. Tall, is the old storyteller. Uh, he
5: does a good job. I like some of his stuff.
0: Watermelon wine yeah. is a good one. We'll, yeah, we'll put that's that, a good one. We'll put that in our playlist here at the Y'all Show. But uh, no, I think
5: that's a good one. I've had it's, the pleasure
0: uh, of knowing joe jerry for a long time and we've been to many of our southern states together and felt like it would be only appropriate if we could turn our many many probably years of conversation into something we can actually put on record here on the y'all show and we're glad to have you on here hope hope you've had a good weekend and getting ready for a big week this week
5: well things were going pretty good john this morning I, yeah i'm really kind of down i one of my friends for years and years i once upon a time i was uh land acquisition timber acquisition with one of the major uh, paper companies in the country and had a young man i trained as a forester he dropped dead this morning hmm. at 63 years old
0: and that again from our very first episode of the y'all show june 18th of 2018 we're approaching two years but this is our 400th episode today and we thought we'd go back in the archives and play a little bit of that conversation we had on that first show with jerry short so we kind of got off on the really kind of
5: bad foot back some memories yeah good and bad and then uh that poor boy that uh just died in his bed at 63 was a real good friend of mine i really hadn't thought about it here in the last month or so but uh you never know when your time when you're next and uh he was in great health and was still working and he had retired from international paper and was working for the, uh, Mississippi National Guard, uh, at Count McCain, Mississippi. So, uh, wasn't really a part time. It almost set him a whole nother 20 years in when he died. Mm-hmm. Things happen and you don't know. So, uh, I miss the old, old boy. It was a lot of fun and hope I, Gave him a little fun along the way too. I'm sure I did. <laughs> what was his name? Brad Penix. Okay. And uh, his daddy was a state farm insurance agent in uh, North Mississippi, and he was a he was a really really a I tell you he was a little bit naive <laughs> to say the least. Kind of like me. So, well, no, I couldn't trick you like I could trick him. I could I could i could almost one time just you know i'll get into a story but i know we're talking old stuff but uh uh um, we were we were cruising timber and cruising means that you're evaluating it and and going through or running a compass line on my an azimuth, and we come across a gully and it had a big grapevine like tarzan would swing on and i grabbed it and i looked at it and i said brad why don't we play Tarzan and go across this? Now, you know, we're 35, 40 years old, I don't know, 30-something. And I saw that he was hooked at the very top of the tree, but if you didn't turn, you might be in trouble. So I swung out real wide and cleared the bank. And then I threw the grapevine back to him. And I'll be doggone, he came straight and hit that tree, put his feet out in front of him, and he hit that tree. And then he hit it head on it. He it was all skin up and scratched up and I really kinda of felt bad about it, but uh, I should have told him, Swing wide, sweet chariot, swing wide. But I didn't. But uh, you know, just things like that would happen so often in the woods when you when you're working in those woods, a lot of things can happen and we spent a we spent a good bit of time deep in the woods looking at timber and land together. So that you know, just uh just a thought about him there. Mm, again. Seems like I'm coming out on the short end of most of these things. I better
0: let you talk. A little. What you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I guess I just wanted to mark the fact that you've been a part of our show, and I want to thank you before we get out of here today. Thank you for your contribution. And Jerry, you're fired.
5: Well, did I get any
0: severance? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a <laughs> jokester like you were to Brad. <laughs>
5: you know i was being a jokester about severance playing yeah. with you too <laughs> i didn't think i'd be getting it but uh yeah anyway it's been fun and we've talked about a lot of stuff and you know i hadn't i hadn't even come close to running out so
0: okay well that's one, one of my questions you're,
5: on, you're one of our on air, I'll have something.
0: we get a lot more fan mail for jerry short than we do for yours truly here on this show and so a oh, lot of people are nice like where does this guy come up with this stuff is he telling the truth
5: truth teller of all times i guarantee it. okay and uh and, you know i didn't follow far gump around to learn all this
0: well you have a lot in, you were talking about this recently with you whenever i was bragging on the fact that i had started running here this year and got up to about two miles of which i'm now up to three miles by the way and it's not fun i don't like it but i have successfully done it for about two weeks now run three miles great great and and, and i don't like it but remember great. well good for you i don't like it and forrest gump liked it and you used to run 10 miles a day forrest would run somewhere like that in the movie so that's that yeah. is a similarity you have with the great forrest gump
5: i would shave when i ran and he didn't shave <laughs> I think. That was the only difference. <laughs> but uh you know thinking back on on brad and i think i think i told on one of your shows that I'd cruise and then I'd tell him getting a pickup or drive up to Shoney's or Stuckies or somewhere and I'll run and it might be five, ten miles and uh that was Brad that would drive up there and he'd tell you crazy. He would be about dead. And this is in the summertime
0: in the south <laughs> oh, where it's a hundred yeah. degrees and you would say, Oh, go Plus, ahead, I'm just gonna I'm just yeah. gonna do a little casual ten mile run to Shoney's.
5: Plus humidity. Okay. Plus being in the woods all day. But anyway, it was uh, it, you know, let's 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 think about Brad because I did a couple of things that I might not even want to want, want to air about him that I did to him, pull some bad jokes on the boy. But uh, like I said, he was a little naive, a little gullible. Mm-hmm. And uh, dog run, it's hard for me not to take advantage of that.
0: <laughs> well, you mentioned <laughs> while talking about Brad that everything you say, you're the storyteller of storytellers. But the other question people ask me, where do you come up with this stuff?
5: Life's experiences. and uh, You've
0: I, had a heck I, of a I, life, evidently.
5: Well, you know, John, I've never met a stranger. I don't think. and Unless I wanted him to be a stranger. You know, there's a difference. You know, I've been around people that I could have walked up to and shook their hand and talked to them. And, but I, for some reason, I didn't want to. I didn't like them. But, you know, I was talking about it the other day, I think off the, off the radio. And I'd have to sit down and write how many actors and movie stars and entertainers that I've talked to and talked to at, uh, some of them at a lengthy period of time able to do movies i would kind of chase movies around because i had that luxury in my in my business that uh my time was uh my time
0: yeah and uh, and your company was paying for you to be on your time
5: but i would usually give them extra hours because <laughs> i i was making it up at night at the office when everybody else was home watching uh, tv
0: okay sure
5: yeah so anyway uh yeah it's it's mostly a life experience and You know, I've tried to go to every state, and I've tried, and I don't just travel. I want to see what's there. If it's the deepest well ever dug in Kansas, I want to go down in it, you know, and I might have to go 400 miles out of the way to get to it. But if I know it's there, I want to go down in it. If it's uh, snow skiing down at uh, Monarch Pass where most people don't go, I want to go to Monarch Pass. I don't want to go to Vail and and Leadville and places like that. And if I'm in the Grand Canyon, I want to go down and cross it and come up on the North Rim. So, you know, you just, when you do all those things, and I've stayed out in the desert in Arizona and and stayed on a mountain down there and and stayed for a week on a mountain and, and caught rattlesnakes and caught sidewinders and caught this. Yeah, if it was to be done for some reason, and I don't know what that reason was, I would try to figure out how to do it or, or how to mess up trying to do it. But uh, I've I've usually got involved in in new people. You know, I think I told the story of Jerry Clower telling me, you know, what he told me.
3: Yeah, you,
5: and, uh, you know, it's just he said my condolences to you because I yeah. this, well this you, you've told story. us a lot
0: again I think on the truth meter you're doing okay on that factor and we hope I, to get I another think, at least 400 other stories out of you as we go forward on the y'all show thank you I very much you could, Jerry
5: okay I was just gonna say I think you could give me a test on that 400 episodes and I could pass it or a lie detector if you got a lie detector there handy uh, either per, one
0: pretty close yeah but,
5: but We'll get, right on, we'll get right on it, and I'm looking forward to uh, 400 more. How's that sound?
0: I like it. Thank you, Jerry. And again, thanks to all our listeners who've been along with us for 400 episodes. We've got a, another 400 at least coming your way, and because a great guest like Jerry every week, it makes my job so much more easier. Jerry, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week
5: thank you so much happy holidays!
0: and in honor of brad and in honor of that very first conversation we had back in 2018 as we close out today's y'all show tom t hall the storytellers old dogs children and watermelon wine will get us out of here the song from back in 1972 by the way tom t hall the kentuckian is 83 years young and Still going, and we are excited about that. Coming up on the Tuesday Y'all show, make sure you tune in. We're gonna have great information coming from our barrister of baseball, barrister of barbecue, Matt hermans Plus, we've got a look at the Super Tuesday part two. Michigan and Mississippi and Missouri all go to the polls on Tuesday, and we'll have a little bit of information about that and all the coronavirus information coming your way as episode 401, a whole new hundred episodes starts on the Tuesday Y'all show. Until that time, John all signing off and take it away Tom T. Hall As I left for
5: my room I saw him picking up my chain That night I dreamed in peaceful
3: sleep of shady summertime of old dogs and children and watermelon wine
1: Beep's coming. You know what to do.
2: Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (sighs) How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool, not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping? Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could.
3: Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Spring into big savings with Purple Spring Sale. Get a free set of Purple sheets and a plush pillow when you purchase a Purple Hybrid or Purple Premier mattress. When you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply.
4: Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com.